This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Hey everybody, it's good old JR Jim Ross, the voice of AEW Wrestling. Yo, this is Flip Gordon. CVV Chris Van Fleet. This is Liam O'Rourke, author of Crazy Like a Fox. TCO, the French Canadian Frankenstein. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. We're going to have one hell of a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. Alright, this is going to be a news-heavy show. It's episode 173 of Top Rope Nation. My name's Ryan Drosty of CBSComicBook.com. On the line with me tonight, making his return to the Top Rope Nation, Mr. Justin Joint, fresh off his trip to the Windy City. Justin, what's going on? Ah, not much, man. Ready to talk some wrestling. Uh, Good to be back in God's country, Iowa. (laughs) That's right. That is right. How was Chicago? Not too far away from us, about a four and a half hour drive or so. Not too bad. I mean, we don't really do anything. We just went to my brother-in-law's house and (laughs) that was basically it. So um, it wasn't too bad. Weather was perfect. Uh, He's got a really nice deck and it rained and we were right underneath uh, a flight path heading into O'Hare. So uh, that was fun for my, my kid watching all the planes go by. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw the pictures you were putting on your Instagram, and they call Iowa flyover country. Yeah. <laughs> you were in the flyover section of Chicago, that's for sure, yeah. Nice. Uh, you had, it looked like you had some good beer out there from Revolution Brewing. I always like checking out the Chicago brewery, so I'm glad yeah, you had a good Yeah, that was time. good. That was, that was the, uh, we went in and out real quick of a, of a liquor store, and that was the one I grabbed. Uh, currently, I'm drinking a, and you'll appreciate this, a brew dog hazy jane oh yeah just got brew dog in the state of iowa kyle's had it for a while out in ohio because well, i believe they have one of their breweries in ohio so uh not to mention also i don't think i even told you this do you know brew dog actually has a hotel in ohio where I you can know that oh yeah and you you have like taps in your hotel room what oh yeah so when the pandemic is over 
I'm going to propose this live on the air right now. Justin, myself, and Kyle go to the BrewDog Hotel and record a live podcast. <laughs> That'll be the slurriest <laughs> podcast ever recorded. That would be so fun, though. Oh, man. So, well, it's good to have you back. Um, I, I mentioned on our All Out post show that you couldn't join us due to family situations well that was traveling to chicago but we do have justin back with us now uh kyle will be back with me on monday's show monday will be our top rope nation classics episode looking back at wwf tuesday in texas from 1991 Uh, the only way you can hear that full show is by becoming a patron of the show over at patreon.com slash top rope nation i will post kind of like a preview of the show to this general feed though so if you want to kind of you know get get a glimpse of what those shows are like you can tune in on monday and if you want to hear the full thing it's going to be a lot of fun i always i always mention this on the podcast but we do have like 20 bonus shows over on patreon page it's the only way you can hear them top rope nation classics is so much fun to kind of go back in time and and relive the wrestling from our childhood so look forward to that next week Tonight, Justin, we're going to be, like I said at the top of the program, pretty much just talking about the news and everything that's been going on this week. We just saw some big news, actually, on AEW Dynamite. But before we get to that, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. Of course, Top Rope Nation is presented by the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. Check out BlueWirePods.com for all of your podcasting needs. Shows on the NBA, MLB, NFL, which is on its way back this week in pro wrestling as well. And wherever you're listening to Top Rope Nation, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, TopRopeNation.com, make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts in particular. We would greatly appreciate that. In fact, we had two new five-star reviews come in, I believe, last week. So we appreciate that. If you want a free Top Rope Nation sticker, all you got to do is leave a written review along with that five star on Apple, uh, and we will read it on the air. And as long as you put your Instagram or Twitter username in the review so so that I can get a hold of you, I'll send you a free Top Rope Nation sticker in the mail. That's all you got to do. So we'd love to see some more new reviews coming in. Uh, let your voice be heard on what you like about this program. And later in, later in the broadcast, we'll be hearing from our sponsors. Top Rope Nation is also presented by NFL, Sunday Ticket, DoorDash, and Bet Online. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. Right now, just in the big news tonight that we saw on AEW Dynamite, it's Miro Day in AEW because the former Rusev has arrived. I made a surprise appearance on AEW. This comes after weeks of him denying that he was going to return to the wrestling business. Uh, he had been talking about how he was pretty much going to be concentrating on Twitch and becoming a professional gamer on there. And you know what? He is doing a great job on there. But I'm glad to see him back in the wrestling business because, Justin, I feel like WWE, and I, I know this is a common take, but, man, WWE dropped the ball with this guy. What What do you feel like seeing him in AEW and how badly did they drop the ball, Justin? I I think that's what makes this whole thing so compelling is I we I think almost more than any other time, we're actually going to find out how much because I've never really been a, a huge Rusev fan. Uh, he's pretty good in the ring. I was just always curious if like the whole Rusev Day thing was just because people loved yelling Rusev Day. You know, it was it was a fun catchphrase. And I'm wondering how much that carried him 
Uh, and so it's going to be fascinating to see what he does in AEW and if his talent really, you know, takes him to the top and shows that WWE really dropped the ball with this guy. And uh, I, I think it was a pretty smashing debut. I mean, he looks great. Uh, I love the entire bit with the brass ring. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what he does here. I was thinking back in, uh, you know, what I would consider kind of his peak in WWE. And I would say it was kind of like WrestleMania 31 when he came out on the tank, which is like such an awesome entrance. Well, some would say it was before the the show with the tank. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) With, With Lana. Yeah. And then up through... WrestleMania 34-ish, like the one that we went to in New Orleans because he was so, I mean, everywhere you look down there, we always talked about it that weekend on Bourbon Street. It was the Rusev Day t-shirts everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And that really was the moment where uh, if they dropped the ball, it was right then when they didn't give him kind of a better program going into that show and, you know, at the very least, give him the U.S. title win. Right, right. So I think, yeah, that kind of 23, 15 ish to 2018 period. I mean, they had a lot of opportunities and, you know, he really, really started going though. I would say like late 2017 into 2018. And, you know, as you mentioned, that was kind of the discussion backstage on is he over or is just the chant over kind of thing. But I don't think they ever gave him the chance to, to find out for sure. And we'll see what happens here. Uh, He definitely has a big following online. Like I mentioned, his Twitch page is really blown up. And, uh, I mean, I think he has a, a high ceiling. He mentioned the ceiling in, uh, in his promo tonight. So he came out, if you didn't see it, uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford came out, you know, they're engaged and they were talking about Kip was going to reveal who his best man was going to be. And they had like these teases where like some guy came out, this one, supposedly one of his Twitch subscribers, they said, and. He's like, oh, I'm the best man. And Kip's like, no, I just said you're the best man. And like the same thing with Brian Pillman Jr. He came out, same kind of thing. No, I just said you're the best man. And then finally we had Rusev, a.k.a. Miro, come out. The beast from Bulgaria, as they called him. And uh, he was revealed as Kip Sabian's real best man for the wedding. And uh, pretty much presented as Twitch streamers uniting um, Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian are also gamers and, and streamers, so it kind of makes sense to uh, to put Rusev with them, I suppose. And he got on the mic, and he gave a very, very good promo. He said, 10 years in the same house, under the same glass ceiling, with an imaginary brass ring. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. That was good. That <laughs> was really, really good. So uh, I enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh what they do with him in the weeks ahead the other thing tonight on AEW dynamite was what happened with the tag title situation so we know ftr won the tag titles at AEW all out and kind of the big story now is what's going on with adam page and uh kenny omega and they had some sit down interviews with the two of them tonight uh adam page has aired first and uh of course sipping on some whiskey and uh, I was going to ask Justin, are you sipping on some whiskey right now? But no, you mentioned you had a beer. Uh, some, a lot of times it's whiskey for Justin Joint. Uh, and Adam Page said, uh, you know, he was he was very hopeful looking forward to the future with Kenny Omega. He talked about the issues that they had had, but uh, he thought they could put these things behind them because they were such a good team and uh, 
go to get a rematch with FTR. Kenny Omega, on the other hand, he talked, you know, kind of admirably about Adam Page right off the bat. You know, he said Adam Page was the guy that kind of helped him find his way when he came into AEW when he should have been in the world title picture, but he just wasn't really finding his way there. And uh, he wasn't achieving what he needed to. And they became this tag team and were the tag team champions. But Kenny said that if Adam Page, if he thinks they're going to get a rematch with FTR, that he better start making other plans because Kenny Omega is going into the world title picture. He's he's looking for a singles run. So it sounds like the tag team is over from his perspective. What do you make of this break with the Elite, with the Young Bucks and Kenny apparently splitting and now Kenny and Omega uh, Kenny and now Kenny and Adam Page splitting up. I I'm really digging it. I thought both those interviews were uh, possibly the highlight of Dynamite for me. Uh, as long as that's not the actual breakup or those two interviews that you know there's more yeah. story to tell there. Uh, but yeah, I thought both those interviews did a tremendous job job of of moving this story forward. And honestly, I think some of the best stuff that, you know, outside the ring that Kenny Omega has done, you know, explaining how uh, he was kind of expected to be the ace of AEW coming in and that just wasn't the case and he was overshadowed and found his way with Adam Page and they just had, you know, uh, they clicked right off the bat and it was just all really good. I don't I don't know about the Young Buck stuff. I'd, super kicking a, a an interviewer doesn't really do a whole lot for me it's not it's not going to get any heat from me down goes alex marvez and you popped <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the announcers didn't even really sell that much which was kind of weird like their colleague just got double super kick backstage well all right moving on <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that was uh i mean that's what happened there i overall it was a pretty newsworthy edition of dynamite i kind of felt like they needed a really good show tonight. I would say it was really good, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed it better than All Out, which, you know, you can go back in our archives and listen to our review of that. I, th- I thought All Out was a very, very disappointing show, but this one gave me some stuff to look forward to, so I can't complain too much. We also saw Matt Hardy come out there, and, you know, this was the big controversy coming out of AEW All Out, and... Uh, Justin, we weren't able to get your thoughts on this situation, but uh, when you heard about it and when you saw the clip, and what was what was your initial reaction to what happened with Matt Hardy at the show in that Sammy Guevara match? I was amazed that Vince McMahon was somehow able to possess Tony Khan's body for that night. <laughs> I mean, that's that's nuts. Yeah, um, it was bad. I don't. I don't. I just don't buy that you know they could have cleared Matt Hardy or that that he passed concussion protocol it just you know I saw highlights and it just that did not look like somebody who did not have a concussion and they say he did uh but I'm not really buying it I mean yeah as quickly as that happened you know within a couple of minutes and then not just finishing the match but like climbing up that steel structure too I mean pretty risky stuff there um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, there's been a lot said about that. Matt Hardy comes out and, um, you know, Tony Khan said on Twitter that he didn't have a concussion, but in his promo tonight, it was very confusing because he talked about how he's going to recover. He said, the doctors have said he's going to recover. And he talked about when he gets cleared. 
So I'm not quite sure what he's talking about there. If he didn't have a concussion, I guess, what's the other undisclosed injury? Because apparently he has to get cleared before he comes back. So oh, Very interesting. I saw people joking on, on the Twitter timeline about when he gets cleared from the concussion that he did not suffer. So, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty good. Matt's... Uh, Youngest child and and his wife were out in the audience and uh, you know she she had Matt come out and apologize I guess because that's what he did you know but he he thanked the fans for uh, all the support and everything so that was a nice moment and he seemed to be really with it tonight and uh, he got a good response from the limited capacity crowd that was there and uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens but he he basically alluded to the fact that. Uh, you know, he's got another big run in him and uh, perhaps going after the top prize in AEW. But uh, we shall see with that. So before we go any further, we're going to talk about the other controversy in the last few days with WWE and one of their new policies, as well as we got to mention the big moment on Tuesday night with Justin Joint's favorite professional wrestler. But before we get to that, let's go to our sponsors, and that is our good friends at NFL Sunday Ticket and DoorDash. Counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering's easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Kyle, I don't know if you've used DoorDash, but it is super convenient. Um, me and my family, we like to go out to eat. And of course, during the pandemic, we haven't been doing that. But uh, with a service like DoorDash, we have been able to get food from some of our favorite restaurants still, which has been very nice. Have you used DoorDash, Kyle? I'll tell you something, man. I've always been a drive through guy my yeah. entire years, and I'll, I'll just keep driving through. But no, um, yes, we've used DoorDash before. It's very uh, convenient. Obviously, when you have, and something we should point out, you have kids. Right. Yes. You know, so, sometimes going to these restaurants can be a real hassle. You know, mm-hmm. you forget the tablet. You're just, you can't enjoy your meal. Oh, why not eat at home? Exactly. And, you know, everyone gets sick of cooking. So you got you to eat out. And DoorDash makes it very, very simple. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, even the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. I always like to shop local and support my local eateries. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. So here's a good deal for you guys as listeners of Top Rope Nation. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off, off your order, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter the code BLUEWIRE. It's all one word, BLUEWIRE. No delivery charges and $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Great deal. Check it out. Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription 
visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. So over the weekend, a lot of confusion about WWE's new policy as it relates to their talent performing with third-party platforms. And I don't know about you, Justin, but I saw this come out and it seemed so odd that WWE would want to prevent their talent, you know, from getting over with the audience however they can. It was almost like it sounded like a punishment, you know, like you, you can't go out there and use some of these social media platforms like Twitch and YouTube and and whatever to uh, get your face out there in front of the fans. I mean, isn't professional wrestling all about getting that crowd response? And this is just an, another avenue for that, especially as we're in the covid era and you know they're not in front of the actual live crowds that often. When you heard about this, what did you think? I was just shocked that WWE could be so out of touch with the times. <laughs> you mean like a decade ago, they didn't punish <laughs> Zack Ryder for getting himself over on YouTube or anything like that? Yeah. You know, I I really wanted to talk about this on our AEW All Out post show because that was like the same day the story broke. But, you know, that show was already pretty long, so we couldn't do it. So I've kind of been sitting on this for a couple of days. And WWE has kind of walked back some of this story because... Uh, initially, the report that came in, and it was Wrestling Inc. that had the exclusive report on this, by the way. Uh, the, the initial report said that WWE told the talent that not only do they own their character names, but they also own their real names, which seemed like an odd statement to make to your talent. And that, that word apparently came from uh, Mark Carano, is what the report said uh, later on, of WWE. So that happened like on a talent call, like, let's see, a week and a half ago now. That Sunday, I believe it was. And then there was a letter that went out Thursday to the talent and, you know, kind of reiterated what was said on that talent call. Um, but now they seem to be kind of walking back the real name thing. There was some there was some scans going around about Stephanie McMahon's talent contract from like 2013, which did say that while you're employed with WWE, they control your legal name as well which is astounding for a company that is employing so-called independent contractors. But uh, that's what that's what her contract said. So people were like, this sounds really, really shitty, but it sounds like they might have the legal footing to do it if that's in the contracts. But now, word is kind of changing. They've been criticized a lot. Um, former presidential candidate Andrew Yang went after them on Saturday. This story was getting, it was blowing up. Uh, but then AJ Styles took to his Twitch page the other day, and he commented on it and what's been going on. I'm just going to read you verbatim what AJ Styles said on his Twitch stream. All right. So he said, quote, from the contracts that I have and the information I have received, WWE wants us to interact with our fans, and that includes streaming. They want you to have a YouTube channel. There are things they want you to do to interact with fans. The information we got was a little vague at first, but we're going to get together and talk about what needs to happen. There were some things going on that we knew we couldn't do. We really knew. Times have changed and things have happened. Uh, there were no people in the arenas. It was a weird time and people were doing some things. They were kind of borderline on what we could or could not do. And those things will be answered. Streaming is not one of those things that we that is being taken away. Neither is YouTube. I'm sure there will be changes to other areas. WWE wants us to stream and interact with our fans. 
Well, the original report definitely didn't sound like they wanted them to. It sounded like WWE kind of wanted to control this environment. But after a lot of criticism, it's it sounded to me like slowly they've been kind of walking this back a little bit. I, I think the thing that they're probably going to cut down on is Cameo. Uh, if you're not familiar, Cameo is where you can like pay a celebrity to record a video message for you. And I wouldn't be shocked if WWE launches their own service similar to Cameo, and that's why they want to cut down on that. You know, At the same time, we've been discussing in our Facebook group, uh, if you search on Facebook, Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion, join us. Post going up every day. We'll approve you if you if you want to join. Come on over and join the fun. But uh, there's been talk on there about this story. So Chad on our Facebook group did some research, and he found that uh, you know as far as how much the the wrestlers are making on some of these platforms, uh, Big E made sixty two thousand dollars in the last year on Cameo. Um, as far as legends go, if you want to know what those guys are pulling in, Bret Hart, $65,000. Mick Foley, $34,000. And that's just for making like these couple minute long cameo videos. When it comes to Twitch, Paige reportedly made in excess of over $100,000 on her Twitch channel last year. And if you didn't see, uh, Paige, when the story broke, she, she put out a tweet and all it said was, nope. You can understand why, why she wrote, nope, because she's not going to stop doing that. if She's making a hundred thousand dollars. So it just seems like something specific happened with, with a wrestler doing something that spooked somebody in the company and, you know, in the epitome of WWE, you know, the head doesn't know what the tail's doing. Uh, somebody, you know, put a statement out there that, you know, they may have not had the the power to do, and that's why they're kind of walking it back now. Because it's like it just it just sounded like somebody throwing a, a temper tantrum. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I understand on some of those services if they're going to launch something similar, why they want them to use their service so that WWE gets a cut. You know, they're gonna they're gonna make the argument that look, you're famous because of us, and if we're gonna go out there and do something like cameo, you got to give us a cut of that. I I totally get that, but when it would come to like something such as YouTube or or Twitch, I see that as just another avenue for these guys to get popular with the crowd, and then that crowd spends money on on WWE product and programming. So, yeah, I'm I'm it's it's a it's a weird situation that seems to be kind of changing by the day. The, the big story here was, is this move, if it was going to play out as originally reported, was this going to lead to a wrestler's union or not? And uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, I'm, I think uh, labor unions generally are a good thing. And uh, I've thought that wrestlers should have a union for a long, long time. There's been different times where people have tried to start it. The most famous examples are Jesse Ventura in the 80s and then a couple of years after that sergeant slaughter also tried to start a union unsuccessfully so there's been attempts but i mean in order to start a wrestling union you would need the top stars pretty much from across the industry to all you know band together and do it and maybe link up with something like the, the uh screen actors guild or, or something like that so maybe that's what retribution is actually fighting for but unfortunately that means only the raw superstars will be able to get into the union <laughs> that's a good point yes <laughs> oh man i wouldn't doubt it i mean if they if there actually was a movement backstage to do it i wouldn't doubt them writing that into that storyline to be honest with you it sounds like something that they would do 
All right, Justin, lastly in the news, Finn Balor is your NXT champion. Your thoughts? I hope they freaking do something interesting with it. Yeah. I got to say, man, this I, I've not really dug this Finn NXT run. You know, it came, it started hot with the heel turn, and then almost immediately, just like with almost everybody in this freaking company, he just went right into that gray area, which... You know, un- un- unless you are a very n- great storyteller, you can't get away with that. But you need to make it pretty clear when telling stories, you know, especially in wrestling, uh, who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. You know, like I said, unless it's a, a great story with some nuance. So, I don't know. I I was hoping Ciampa was going to win it. I thought that would have been the most interesting way to go. Uh, my second wish was that... Uh, the Finn Balor and Adam Cole match would have ended in a draw and they would have gone to a four-way one-hour Iron Man match the following week to determine the champion and that loop would never close. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't I, I don't know. I I just got to see where it goes. It, it that I guess that's it. I I'm just kind of at a loss with some of this stuff. I I I, I love Finn but it just feels a little uninspiring. I agree on his NXT run. He's kind of floundered. I, you know, I think I was looking forward to what he was going to do with Walter and then the pandemic hit. Um, I kind of felt like he was the choice they had to go to just to kind of legitimize this run he's had with NXT. And I, I don't know how well this is going to go, but uh, I will say my hopes are high. Uh, also a pretty big Finn Balor fan myself. And the match him and Cole had was awesome. On Tuesday night, by the way, definitely seek that out if you haven't seen it. Those of you out there listening, but uh, you know, we'll see. I I like the dynamic of them referring to him as the prince, you know, and all of that. And he's kind of like a tweener, I guess. But they got to have something interesting for him because we know the guy can have great matches. But where does he go from here? So we shall see. So Justin, I think we got time for some mailbag seg for some mailbag questions. Let's do it. So, you guys, if you want us to read your question on the air, send your emails to topropenation at gmail.com. So, we have kind of a backlog of questions in the old inbox because we, we weren't able to do questions for a few weeks. We had some packed shows, but we got a little more time this week. Uh, we did some questions last week, myself and Justin. We're going to break out some of them this week. But if you send that question into topropenation at gmail.com and we read it on the air, this is another way you can get a free Top Rope Nation die-cut sticker sent to you in the mail. So send us those questions. Our first one here comes from Keith in Seattle, Washington. I've been noticing we've been doing several downloads up in Seattle, Washington. So hello to you up there in the Northwest. Keith writes in, you can only make one of these changes. Which do you choose? You can have two-hour Raws, pay-per-views capped at three hours, or Mania over the course of two nights. All right, Keith. <laughs> this is a this is a tough one because I would uh, I'd like to see all of those maybe happen. Uh, I think two of them more so than maybe one of them. But uh, I'll let you answer this one first, Justin. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> it's kind of tricky because my first thought was let's cap those pay per views at three hours because it just once you go over four, yeah, you almost lose me no matter how good the show is. Um, but in that same breath is like, I, I'm also okay with mania, you know, being pretty long. 
Um, so I think for my mental health, the one I'd have to go with would be a two hour Rob would just improve that show dramatically. Oh yeah, for sure. I think of those options, uh, the ones I'm most likely to pick are two hour raw or the pay-per-views capped. Mainly the two nights did work pretty well this year, but I would say in general, you know, I'd rather see him condense the card and still just do it on one night. Uh, I think that that would be better. Go back to your, uh, I guess, what, 2015, 2016 and prior Mania style where they had seven, eight matches on the main card. So I'm not going to pick Mania two nights. Real real quick, when was the last time the single night Mania card really worked time-wise? Was it 31? Yeah, I think 31. And that was really like the last great Mania too. Yeah. Yeah, 31, I would say. So to our raw pay-per-views capped at three hours. Um, I think I think I would have to choose two hour raw also because that's like your consistent viewing every week. So pay-per-views, they can be long, but it's once a month, you know, versus like you said, it would really improve the product, I think, to go back to two hour raws and, you know, decrease so, an hour of television every Monday night. Let what of the other two would you pick then? The pay-per-views capped at three hours or Mania at two nights? I mean, would you be okay with just a, a three-hour Mania? That's the tough part because I would like capped at three hours, but I'd, I'd be okay with Mania going four, but that like being the only one that does. Yeah. But then I can't really choose that one, right? So I don't know. That's really tough. I I mean, Mania's used to always be three hours, so I think I'm going to go with the pay-per-views capped at three hours. All right, all right. Boy, that make for a very interesting WrestleMania card. Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, that's a really good question. Very thought-provoking. So thank you for that one, Keith. Our next one comes in from Aaron up in Rochester, Minnesota, home of the Mayo Clinic. Aaron writes in and says, With Impact doing some interesting moves and signing the Good Brothers, Eric Young, Brian Myers, Heath, and streaming now on Twitch on Tuesday nights, during a time where there is so much wrestling, what would they need to do to get you to watch regularly? So we talked about uh, Impact when they did Slammiversary, and we're very complimentary of that pay-per-view on the program. But we don't do a lot of Impact talk. Justin, what, what would Impact have to do to get you to tune in more regular? I don't know if there's anything they could do, to be <laughs> honest. There's, there's already way too much freaking wrestling on television for me. Um, you know, the only time I really got into impact was when Austin Aries, uh, I think it was when he won their light title and then like was able to turn that in for a world title shot. I I liked that entire thing, but I mean, frankly, you know, those new signings, I love the Good Brothers, but none of those guys really move the needle for me. Like, I'm not going to tune into a wrestling show for that. Um, so it would have to be some, like, like a, a CM Punk or some, like, I mean, one of the greatest wrestling angles of all time or just continued uh, buzz for weeks, if not months, that this is the best wrestling show on TV. Uh, yeah, agree. I got really high work rate show every week kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, CM Punk would do it for me, for sure. I don't think CM Punk's going to go to Impact, but something like a, a signing of that magnitude would probably do it. Um, 
you know, I think if you're a, if you're a women's wrestling fan, you should definitely be watching Impact. Their women's division is just insane right now. The amount of talent they have. You know, compare Impact with AEW's women division. It's no contest. Impact. Some of the names they got: Diana Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Kylie Ray, uh, Kimberly. Who else do they got? Uh, Taya Valkyrie, of course. Tennille Dashwood was just on there in the last week. So, like, they have this really good women's division. Uh, I think if you're really, really into women's wrestling, you should be tuning in every week for sure. I think that that's a draw. I think that's that's probably the biggest draw to them right now. That's where I see the most buzz about Impact. Uh, even even compared to all those WWE people that signed. You know, like, I really like Brian Myers. Um, and I like the Good Brothers, too. But it's not enough to get me to tune in every week. I, I kind of pay a little bit more attention to it now than I used to. Um, but uh, I think the thing that would draw me in personally is the women's division right now, if I was going to make a point to watch it. But uh, yeah, good question, Aaron. Let's see. I've got time for one more. Justin, I know you're on the dock with me. We got kind of two that we're choosing from. Do you want to choose one of those? I jo- oh wait, no hold on I thought I just deleted it on accident oh okay I nope I, I got it here um what match outcomes would you like to see reversed whether it was bad booking or just to see the crowd reaction and that comes from James from San Diego California oh man love me some San Diego California great city can't wait to get back there for the craft breweries too. I've done a lot of talking about drinking on this show, Justin. But my man, you got to you got to get to San Diego, California. That is such a fun place. Um, maybe somewhere we can go with the wives, Justin. There in New Orleans. There we go. Um, what match outcomes would I change? I mean, the first one that jumps to mind for me. This might seem like kind of a cop out, but Montreal Survivor Series '97. You know, if that doesn't go down like it did. Maybe Bret Hart comes back to WWE earlier. Uh, maybe he could have had oh, an wow. opportunity to come back before he was injured by Bill Goldberg. You know, I guess I would have liked to have seen a possibility of Bret returning to the WWE after things didn't work out. You know, in WCW. I'm gonna keep thinking here. What do you got? Well. Boy, I'm having a hard time thinking of like older ones. Uh, recency bias uh, would go with probably Rhea Ripley over Charlotte at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, boy, this would be interesting. Okay. L- let's say, and this for me is just more about the, to see what the crowd reaction would be. Let's, let's say, uh, they don't turn Steve Austin at WrestleMania 17. And let's say they used the booking of that match for a John Cena heel turn. Hmm. And let's say that heel turn happened at Money in the Bank against CM Punk. Oh, wow. <laughs> could you Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. That is good. That is that is good because that crowd was so hyped that night. If if Cena had turned heel and won the match with the if Cena wins, we riot signs everywhere. Ooh, that's a uh, good that, one. I not like only that. that, that would have been a, kind of an interesting. Obviously, it just would have been interesting to see Cena as a heel. Uh, but then you still could have like brought CM Punk back as you know, uh, you know, man 
trying to take down the man. Mm-hmm. You know, could could have let that build for a while. That that's God, that'd be cool. So like, I mean, obviously the Chicago crowd treated Cena as a heel, but he didn't perform as a heel. Yeah. So like to see him perform as a heel and to do that, that would have been amazing. Yeah, they could yeah. have done that in the exact same way you mentioned too, because you know, the whole story about Punk's contract was going to be up and he was going to take the title with him. So Vince could have been out there, you know, same thing. Like Cena teams up with Vince in a heel way to yep. protect the company. I could totally, that's a really good one. I like that one a lot. Cause that's what I, I was just trying to think of like, instances where reversing the booking really, really would have messed with the crowd. Like, I mean, you could pick almost any early Hogan uh, WrestleMania match. Like, what if Savage had actually won at uh, five? Mm-hmm. That Money in the Bank 2011 is... That's, that's tough to beat. I like that scenario quite a bit. I feel like there's some stuff in, the, in like, the mid to early 2000s. Um, and just booking decision wise, Booker T should have beat Triple H at WrestleMania. 19, yes, that's you know? a I mean, good one. That's yep. a that's a for sure thing. That that just should have happened. That was so questionable. Even live at the time, I remember thinking like, "What? The way they built this match up, this is the way it goes down." So, I think we got to ask Kyle this one next time we're all on, all <laughs> on right. the same uh, sounds good podcast. I bet he'll have some good ones for this. Yeah, yeah, we need to give this one some thought and come back to it. That is a real good question, though. So, James out in San Diego, enjoy a fine West Coast IPA, and cheers, my friend, because that is a great, great question. <laughs> Guys, if you want to get your question on the air, again, topropenation at gmail.com. It's pretty much all we have for you this week. Uh, Justin, great to have you back on the show, man. Good to be here, buddy. So, we'll be doing it again soon. As I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, myself and Kyle We'll be doing the Tuesday in Texas review show on Top Rope Nation Classics. You'll get the free preview on your podcast feeds on Monday. If you want to get that show and all the editions of Top Rope Nation Classics we've done in the past, tons of them, Super Brawl 2, the first Nitro, SummerSlam 97, SummerSlam 91. Uh, We did a Royal Rumble 90 watch-along, all kinds of stuff. you want to hear those shows, the only way you can hear them in full is patreon.com. Slash top rope nation. You get a free gift when you sign up. All I got to say is a, a young Justin joint was very nervous during that Bret Hart Skinner match that Brett was <laughs> going to get some of that chew on him. <laughs> oh, what a pay-per-view opponent for Bret Hart, man. Jeez. Yeah, yeah that was something else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look forward to that on Monday, guys. With that said, we hope you have a great weekend. This has been episode 173 of top rope nation. Take care. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.